this point, we have seen schizophrenia as a problem. We've seen Mark's schizophrenia and seen the damages caused. But I began to wonder, are there specific types of schizophrenia, such as multiple different strains? After a bit of research, I learned that there are eight different types of schizophrenia in total. Paranoid, hebrophrenic, catatonic, undifferentiated, residual, synistopathic, simple, and unspecified. All of these relate to schizophrenia itself, but lead whoever has the illness to think different things and experience different symptoms depending on the type of schizophrenia this person has. First off is paranoid schizophrenia. This is the most common type of schizophrenia and it affects the person with it through hallucinations, both auditory and visual. Most of the time, it does not affect the person's emotions, but it can get to the point of doing so. The next is hebrophrenic, or disorganized schizophrenia. This strain makes you, well, disorganized. It disorganizes people's thoughts and behaviors, along with short-lasting delusions and hallucinations. People who have this type of schizophrenia also show next to no emotion in their facial expressions, voice tone, or mannerisms. Next up is catatonic schizophrenia. Catatonic, put simply, means still or solid. This is the rarest type of schizophrenia, and while it does not give you delusions or hallucinations, it will often switch the person with it between incredibly active or very still and inactive. The person may also mimic other people's movements instead of making their own, essentially slowing this person down. Now, undifferentiated schizophrenia and residual schizophrenia are rather simple. While undifferentiated is still schizophrenia, it is actually built of a strange mix between paranoid, hebrophrenic, or catatonic. However, the person with undifferentiated schizophrenia does not exactly fit into any of the above categories. Residual schizophrenia is only triggered through a chance when the person who has it has a history of psychosis, so it is also uncommon. It has few symptoms, but they are still negative, unfortunately, such as slow movement, poor memory, lack of concentration, and poor hygiene. Simple schizophrenia is rather similar to residual schizophrenia. The person with it may encounter slow movement, poor memory, lack of concentration, and poor hygiene. Much like residual, however, they still may encounter hallucinations and disorganized thinking, although this is rare. Also unlike residual, simple does not affect people with a history of psychosis. Senistopathic schizophrenia is very simple. People with senistopathic will experience unusual bodily sensations such as doing unnatural movements or feeling sensations where most people do not feel sensations. That is it. They will not normally experience the hallucinations or some of the other symptoms. The last type of schizophrenia is unspecified schizophrenia. The person with it will often experience schizophrenia, but the strain of schizophrenia, that cannot be identified, as their symptoms are normally all over the place. It could be residual, it could be senistopathic, it could be both at the same time. Now that we have a basic understanding of the different types of schizophrenia, I am once again going to zoom in on one specifically. The most common type of schizophrenia, paranoid. I still have a few unanswered questions from the last time I talked about schizophrenia, so I once again met up with Mug for a few more questions, this time specifically about his experience. And today again, I am joined by Mug. Hi. He has a current case of schizophrenia and he's here to answer a few more questions for us. First off, how did you develop schizophrenia? Was there a trigger? Was it genetic? What was it? It's really, really hard to figure out where it comes from. Um, it might have something to do with a uh, family connection because there's other people in my family who've been diagnosed as schizophrenic. 
It might have had something to do with some concussions I had when I was younger. But really, it's, it's impossible to tell where it came from. It's not like a broken bone where you can say at that moment something snapped. Um, it was just a, just something that happened. Who knows why? What he said about potentially getting schizophrenia from a concussion stuck with me, so I did some research on that as well. It appears that people who suffer from a traumatic brain injury are 1.6 times more likely to develop schizophrenia compared to those who have not had an injury like that. That added on to the fact that Mark also has family connections rises his chances increasingly. It's not shocking that he gained schizophrenia. Alright, is it possible you had it before you started feeling hallucinations as we've heard previously? It's really difficult to say when my symptoms started because they started so subtly and in the background. It's really difficult to say, okay, this is the moment when something started. And this is the moment when it stopped. It's kind of like a wind coming up. Suddenly it's windy and you never really recognize the wind was coming until it was really windy. It was kind of felt like that. All right, a little bit more specifically now, what was your experience with schizophrenia? You've answered yes, it felt like people were out to get you, but what else is there? Sure. I felt like every person that I ran into that I didn't know, and some that I did, were actually undercover police officers, and that they were watching me, and following me, and taking notes on me, even... I remember thinking, wow, that's a good cover for a lady who had a baby in a stroller in Sobeys. So it felt like I was always being watched and recorded. Listening to this, you start to really understand why it was called paranoid schizophrenia. As the name says, the person with it, Mark in this case, was always paranoid. You can only imagine how this would be like for a person. I also felt like there was some grand scheme, and somehow I got it in my head that it was based in Texas that people were out to get me and my family. So I got really nervous when there was trucks following me, especially if there was a truck that had a Texas license plate. Um, and I just felt convinced that people were plotting against me and my family and I had to somehow protect myself from some unseen danger that was just lurking out there. All right, thank you. Um, bouncing off that question, mm -hmm. are you aware or not if this exact type happens to other people? Can there be other instances where people think they're out to get them, if you know the answer? At this point during the real-time interview, I was not yet aware Mark had paranoid schizophrenia or that there was multiple types of schizophrenia. I was not exactly aware of what type he had in general. However, he says it the best. Absolutely, that's what they refer to as paranoid schizophrenia. When you're paranoid, that means you think people are out to get you. So right. that's where the term comes from. Alright, thank you. What did you think everybody else was doing towards you at the time? What did you, like you had a plot, like, oh, everybody's out to get me. What exactly do you think they were out to get you for? Was it maybe a stressor? That's really what was so scary about it, was I didn't know what was coming. I knew something bad was coming, but I didn't know what, which meant every time somebody cut me off in traffic or slammed their brakes in traffic or a jogger came jogging by while I was on a walk or whatever, I felt like I always had to be ready because I didn't know what it was that was coming after me. What exactly did you do to cope with the fear, if you don't mind me asking? I... I'm not sure what I did. I just sat on it and 
um, alienated myself from my friends and my family especially. And uh, I just sat around and got really scared all the time. Alright, thank you. At this point, you can see how Muck got as bad as he did. All he did during his Cotic episode was just sit in his own thoughts, which just made it worse with time. If you don't mind me asking, what exactly happened when it got to its climax? The worst part was when I decided that I was going to drive to Texas from Calgary <laughs> and figure it all out. And I was on the highway driving south and my wife called me and she convinced me to turn around and come home. We took a short recess. And that was the moment that was the worst because I felt totally out of control. Were you able to see yourself from outside of your own shoes at that point? In a way, I could see something was going on, but I was having a really hard time admitting that I was wrong about everything. Alright. Thank you, Mug. Mm -hmm. Something I would like to add about Mug after reading this transcript of the interview. I've known his family for years, and he is not the stubborn type who thinks, I'm always in the right. Schizophrenia forced him in to believe that everything he thought was going on was correct and everybody else was wrong. This is the impact schizophrenia can have on a person's life. This sickness has the power to tear apart families and one's mental state while it's at it. This is the havoc that schizophrenia causes for a person. So please, if you know anybody who may have schizophrenia or any of its types, get them help. They don't know it yet, but they need it badly. You can help them. One last note, just because somebody has schizophrenia, does not mean they're a dangerous person who will harm you if you get too close. They're just confused and having trouble drawing the line between their mind and reality. So please, once more, help them. Thank you for listening.